Hey everybody, this is Senior Pastor Joshua B. Carson saying thank you for tuning into the CT Podcast. We hope that your time here, whether you're driving down the road or whether you're sitting at home with a journal and listening in, we hope that it's effective. Maybe it'll be inspirational, encouraging, maybe it'll be thought-provoking. Regardless of what session you're listening to, we truly pray that this is a benefit to you and to your family. God bless and enjoy the podcast. Luke chapter 10, I'm going to read verses 17 through 20. 17 through verse 20. To our veterans that are here today, I appreciate the honoring of you. My family has military history and we honor you. I grew up every day walking past the folded flag in our home that sat just outside my bedroom and we we honor you we bless you in the name of the Lord whether you are currently serving or served previously and we pray for you amen and the 70 returned again with joy saying Lord even the devils are subject unto us through thy name and he said unto them I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you, notwithstanding. In this rejoice not. Nothing like being in the middle of rejoicing and being told not to. (laughs) And how many know no one can correct you like Jesus can correct you? Notwithstanding in this rejoice not, but that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Don't rejoice in this. I want you to rejoice, but I want your rejoicing to be in the right place and for the right reason because your names are written in heaven. And I want to preach from what that rejoicing is tied to, and it is the power of God, and it is the grace of God. And so from verse 18, I preach this thought, I beheld Satan as lightning. Lord, we love you. We thank you for our opportunity to be in your house. I pray that you would help me to preach with wisdom. I pray that you would help me to articulate with clarity. But I pray your spirit would move in this house, would give us rejoicing, would give us strength, and help everyone in this place to know that they are ready and have their name written in heaven. We ask it in Jesus' name. And let everybody in the building say amen. God bless you and you may be seated. I have received some amazing opportunities over the year, over the last many years, to preach incredible venues, great conferences. Ask anyone close to me and they will tell you he doesn't enjoy preaching anywhere as as much as he does just being at home. This is my favorite. Just being here, preaching here, 
I turned down many a conferences so I can just be here. I just enjoy being here. But I have had some fun opportunities, and one of the funnest, and I would even say funniest, over the years has the, been the ability to preach junior high camps. <laughs> I was a youth pastor for many years, but during that season that I was preaching junior high camps, and I'm going to let you know they don't invite me anymore. It's been a decade or so since I think I preached any junior high camps, but they used to let me, and in our areas of serving at one point, my wife and I served on the state of Ohio's youth committee. We served as the, the secretary and then as the president in the way that local state leadership works. And I, I served there, and so I went from this place where I was the local youth pastor to now inviting and hosting speakers at these camps. Same way it happens here in Indiana and all the other states around. But I can remember, I have this memory where this individual was coming to junior high, and you don't invite just anybody to junior high. If, if you've got one of those guys that needs to be able to just grab the mic and just yell into the mic, he's not your junior high guy. Because I found out my first year of presidency in a all new way that junior hires clap at the oddest times. Yeah, I can still remember he was making a very sad and a solemn point. It was the wrong time to clap. It was the wrong time to rejoice. In the middle of a personal loss story, one little group of junior hires that wanted to beat everyone else to the punch. He just kind of looked up startled. I thought to myself, you don't even know why you're rejoicing. You don't even know why you're clapping. In all of our cultural context as members of the body, I will tell you, it is good that we clap, but we should know why we clap. And it is good that we come forward and rejoice, but we should know why we rejoice. It is good that we celebrate and that the choir comes together and we practice and we prepare and that our worship leader comes forward with both exuberance, but more importantly, anointing and leads us in such a We should do these things, but we must know why we do these things. I will tell you from face value, the opening of our text seems like a very important reason to rejoice. If you would flip backward in your gospel, don't go far, but simply one chapter, Luke chapter 9, you will find a father interacting with Christ. And that father interacting with Christ, he says, I brought this child to your disciples first, but they could not pray the Spirit out of him. And here we are, the original disciples that did not have the power. And yet at the beginning of Luke 10, he begins to decide that he is going to add. For after these things, verse 1 of Luke 10 says, The Lord 
appointed other 70 also and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place whither he himself would come and he's going to talk about the harvest and he's going to commission them that they are to pray and that there would be healing and nowhere in this commissioning does the Lord ask them to cast out devils and yet when they return and in verse 17 when we begin reading we see their return and they say even the devils are subject unto us But then there's this important three-word statement that validates everything. Through thy name. Now, I'm not sure how the disciples were praying before. We know their history. We know that they would ultimately preach and teach in his name and do everything in his name. But it seems like something was missing in Luke 9 with the original. But it has been found by the 70 in Luke chapter 10, to which they come to him rejoicing. They had been commissioned to heal the sick. I would remind us here today, being in a spiritual battle, There are those that are sick and those that are healthy. Sickness physically and sickness spiritually. There is a great parallel. And I remind us as believers, there is no sickness and there is no spirit that is greater than the power of the name of Jesus Christ. We can pray for spirit. We can pray for sickness. We believe God can heal diabetes. We believe that God can heal heart conditions. We believe God can heal head conditions. And we're not intimidated or overwhelmed by any of them. From an ingrown toenail to cancer, we are not intimidated. And we should not let our minds be. But neither are we intimidated from the spirits that try to walk And try to work among us. There are spirits of suicide and depression. There are spirits of alcoholism. There are spirits that are working. We know it to be hell. And there are angels that seem to be working this spiritual work against us. But I remind us as believers today, whether sick in the body or sick in the spirit, there is an answer and that answer's name is Jesus Christ. Oh, if you believe it, somebody say, in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody say, in the name of Jesus. We see healing in his name, both physically and spiritually. It's in the name of Jesus. And they said, even the devils. If you don't think they high-fived, I bet they did. I don't know which one it was. It sounds like it was many of them. Even the devils are subject. This is the kind of thing that they would say. They're subject to us in thy name. I cannot overstate this enough. Whatever we do in word or deed, we better do it all in the name of Jesus Christ. Pastor, I've heard you say this before. Well, get ready. You're a believer. Listen again. You better do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because if we ever start to think we deserve credit... 
How many remember that our righteousness is as filthy rags before him and that he would share his glory with no man? If God's glory shows up in this house, it will be because he is good and he alone and he is able and he alone. My job is to worship him. My job is to magnify him. Your job is to exalt him alongside me. But then his job is to be God. Nobody else can be God but him. But I'm telling you, if it was your family member, you'd want somebody rejoicing about the devil's cast out. Some of you are thinking to yourself, our family could use that. We'd high-five everybody except the person that didn't know it was them. But we need spiritual breakthroughs in our families and in our homes, in our minds, in our hearts. From physical to spiritual, we need it. And that deliverance comes through the name of Jesus Christ. It's what is supposed to happen. And he said unto them, I beheld. It's this weird response. We cast out devils. They're subject through the name. And out of nowhere, I beheld Satan. As lightning fall from heaven. Jesus was about to give them a two-verse lecture on the only reason they had any authority at all. I evicted him from the heavenlies. I am afraid sometimes we give Satan more credit than he is due. And I am here on assignment to remind somebody the reason he hates you. You have your name on the deed to property that he got kicked out of. If you wonder why he hates the church, it's because we're headed to the very place he got kicked out of. The very place he got evicted from is the place that is our eternal resting. Is it all right if I just preach about heaven for a minute? If I just remind us why we're doing what we're doing and why we're rejoicing the way we're rejoicing. Thank God he healed your body. Thank God he touched your mind. Thank God that he casts out devils. Thank God that he gives freedom. But he said that if you're going to rejoice about something, you need to know that I beheld him as lightning fall. I kicked him spiraling out of it. But if you want to rejoice about something, don't rejoice because the devils are subject. Rejoice because your name has been written in heaven. Rejoice because one day, come on soon and very soon, you're going to leave this whole dusty earth. And this world at its best day cannot compare to an ounce of heaven. Come on, I know it's old-fashioned preaching, but I'm talking about walls of jasper and gates of pearl, streets of gold as transparent gold. It's that, it's that place where the Lamb is the light. That's what he's talking about. I kicked Satan from heaven and lest it be forgotten from Genesis chapter 3 when she was told I will put him under your feet that very serpent he's going to be under your feet and from Genesis to Revelation while he takes many shapes forms and sizes and many people give in to him and even the works of the flesh that we discussed there's a reason the works of the flesh 
If you don't think that the devil knows the scripture, you're sadly mistaken. He knows there's a reason that the devil wants your actions. He wants your mouth. He wants your hands. He wants your feet. Because God in his sovereignty and infinite wisdom, God decided not only am I going to inhabit heaven, but I'm going to make a dwelling in an earthly vessel. And I'm going to come into the lives of believers. And the way they're going to know that their name is written in heaven, I'm going to come into them. And they will speak they will speak with new tongues. I'm going to infill their spirit. If you want to know why the devil hates you so much, it's because he got kicked like lightning out of heaven. And now not only can he not have vacancy to that, but he cannot have vacancy or he cannot have a, a, a residency in the presence of God. And yet here you are walking around flesh and blood and God wants to live inside of you. Don't you marvel at the fact that the devil hates you. That everywhere you walk, God has put his stamp of approval on you. And he has put his spirit inside of you. Don't you marvel that he wants to destroy your mind and wreck your family and mess with you your children of course he does because the same God that kicked him out of glory has put glory inside of you it's why we are unapologetic about how we walk and talk and live and act we're unapologetic about the things we push away and the things that we draw close unto us for we are not of ourselves we have become crucified with Christ nevertheless I live not I but Christ who lives inside of me so you 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 look at me like I'm crazy if you want to but yes I do talk in tongues yes I do live holy yes I do want to live righteous yes I do want to Yes, I do want to see the glory of God manifest in my life because I was on my way to hell, but the Lord reached down and saved me and turned me around, and now I've got my name written. Come on, the old song said, there's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine, oh yes. Is anybody still excited that your name is written? You better hear me right now. God is watching whether or not you're excited that the thought your name is written in heaven. If it doesn't excite you to think your name's in the book, then you better do a self-evaluation. If it doesn't excite you to think that heaven knows your name and one day at the white throne, as lightning fall. I think it was two parts, Brother Harrison. I think the second part of it was this. You be careful about what you rejoice in because a rejoicing spirit got in his heart. You be careful what you get haughty over. The most important part of what they said, I draw account again, those three words, through thy name. He rebuked them with this. He corrected them. Can you imagine what he would have said if they hadn't said in thy name? They get redirected. They get corrected. But he said, I beheld Satan. I beheld. I beheld. And if haughtiness can enter into heaven, ladies and gentlemen, it is not about us. It was not your singing. He uses you. 
It was not your playing. Brother Hall, just come get on the organ for a minute. Just, just come help me for a second. It's not, listen, what a great preacher you are. Let me just tell you something right now. If I wasn't filling the pulpit, somebody else would be. If he wasn't directing the choir, somebody else would be. If you weren't teaching the classroom, do you remember that old song? There's a new name written down in. Do you remember that? That's, that now that's that's old school, brother Hall. And I don't even know what what key. And I know I'm putting you on the spot. I'm doing this on purpose. I don't want it to look polished. Let me ask you a question. If we didn't have all these instruments and we didn't have all these lights and all we had was just an organ and somebody got baptized in the name of Jesus. If somebody repented of their sins and Somebody was filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. If all we had was just an organ on the side playing a little bit, and we as a congregation, would we still want to say, there's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine. And it, who was raised on that? Anybody besides me? When somebody got baptized in our church as a kid, we lost it. Because that is still what matters most. Yes, he will heal. Yes, he will deliver. But more important than anything in your body and more important than anything in your mind is what is the condition of your soul. What is the condition of your soul? I want him to know I know the condition. I would be nothing without him. I would be lost without him. I would be undone without him. Turn in your Bibles. Turn over to the book of Hebrews. Now you may be seated, but after this, if you stand, it's on you. You stand up or you sit down, it's on, it's on you. Just hang with me. If you're there, I won't preach long. Just hang with me. Just stay there. Hebrews 12, verse 22. But ye are come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are... Written in heaven. I don't care who on this earth knows your name. I don't care if when you show up to your job, your name is on the marquee. Or if you work a job where your name is on your shirt. It doesn't matter 
if this world knows your name, but if heaven If heaven knows your name, I want you to turn over now, Revelation 20. Are you okay? Revelation 20. And I saw a great white throne, verse 11 says, and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, there was found no place for them. I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God and the books were opened another book was opened which is the book of life and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works and the sea gave up the dead which were in it and, the, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them and they were judged everybody say judgment and they were judged every man according to their works and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Tell your neighbor, you don't want to go there. Tell your other neighbor, you don't want to go there. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life, come on, like it or not. If you're offended, you got to be offended at the word's sake. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast where? Into the lake of fire. Turn over chapter 21. Verse 7. And there shall be in no wise enter in anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie. But they which are written in the Lamb's book of life we read him as a serpent in Genesis but in the book of Revelation it says that old serpent which has become the great dragon when he presented as a serpent I took care of it when he presented as a spirit of light I had authority over him when he presented as the unclean in Luke 10, even my disciples said. And by the time we call him a great dragon in Revelation, I still had authority over him. So that you would know from the beginning to the end, if you make up your mind, Satan cannot keep you out of heaven. I know it's a wicked world. And I know you think he's a raging adversary. But I'm telling you, you've got a powerful salvation. You've got a powerful salvation that's able to reach through your addiction, that's able to reach through your heartache, that's able to reach through your despair. Forgive me if you must, but this is what I've prayed for today. I want Satan to fall like lightning again. I want him to fall out of the lives of the people that are trying to live for God. I want him to pack up his gear. I want him to take his angels with him. I want him to take every spirit of depression. I want him to take every spirit.
every oppressive spirit. I want him to take the lustfulness. I want him to take the pride. I want him to take the envy. I want him to take the haughtiness. I want him to take the rebellion. I want him to take the deceit. I want him to take the consternation. I want him to take the contention. I want him to take the divisiveness. I want him to take every spirit. And I want him to get packing. And I want to see him fall like lightning. And I want to see God's people rejoice. I want to see God's people rejoice because they know their name has been written. You hear me today because of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If you believe on him as the scripture saith, if you hunger and thirst after him, the Bible says, you shall be filled. If you got faith in God and you repent of your sins. Now you can't get your name in the book without it. If you're buried in the name of Jesus in baptism. I keep pointing up there. I know it's dark. If you don't know, we got a baptismal up there. And if you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, you ought to listen to this hand clap of people telling you, you better get baptized. Why would I do that? Not so you can get your name on that paper. So you can get your name in that book. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For this promise is unto you and your children. Listen to me. The devil doesn't have the power to put your name in that book. And he doesn't have the power to take your name out of that book. People under the sound of my voice, you've been walking around like hell owns you. And I've come to tell you, hell does not own you. You were purchased by Christ with his own blood. You need to get a wake-up call into who you are. Your name has been written in the Lamb's. I want you to throw your hands towards heaven. And I want you to say, God, if there be any accusation against me, if there be any wrong thing in me, if there be any blotting away, if there be anything trying to keep my name out of that book, forgive me. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Put my name in the book, oh Lord. Write my name on the roll, oh Lord. Come on, where's some elder that would step out of your pew and say, my name is in the book. I know I'm battling sickness, but my name is in the book. Come on, where's some middle-aged mother or father that would say, it's been a tough year, but my name is in the book. I've been through some things, but my name is in the book. There's a new name written down in glory. Come on, where's some young adult? Where's some single believer in the room that would say, I'm tired of hell trying to tell me where my name isn't. I know where my name is. Let's, let's go ahead and come on down. Move, move out of these aisles. Let people come on down. 
Just keep coming. We're going to celebrate in a minute. Listen, I want your name on the church roll. We're glad you're here. But more importantly than your name on the church roll is your name in the book. Is your spouse's name in the book? Are your children's name in the book? Lord, even the devils, they're subject to us through thy name. And if he had wrongly praised them in this moment, we would have built the last 2,000 years making the church trying to get rid of devils rather than get full of Jesus. He turned and whirled at them. They were rejoicing about devils gone. He said, I beheld Satan as lightning fall. You don't shock me. Haven't you noticed that the winds and the waves obey me? Haven't you noticed every person I walk up to, if there's an evil spirit, it leaves them? You don't have to be intimidated by spirits that are intimidated of Christ unless you are of yourself and not of Christ. Yeah, but you don't know the kind of spirits that are working at my workplace. Yeah, but hell, I don't know the kind of spirit working in you when you walk into that. Come on, you walk into work full of the Holy Ghost. You walk onto that college campus full of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, but pastor... I think the devil's got me in, my, in his crosshairs. If you're doing it right, he does. If you're doing it right, he does. Do you re recognize that? You're, you're, not, you're not far from the place where you're going to have to forward all your mail somewhere else. Imagine meeting the person that got evicted from a home that you're now living in. Or you're moving into. Imagine that you show up to the house that somebody's been evicted from. And you show up there because you're about to be the new resident. You think they're going to look at you and be like, oh, I was, I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm thankful. Yeah, I'm out. You're in. Wow. You don't have to know them. They don't have to know you to not like you. Who do you think you are? Moving into my house. You had insufficient funds because you tried to do it through your own ability. You wanted the Lord to bow to you. I'll tell you how I purchased my entrance. I came humbly yet boldly before the throne and said I couldn't do it on my own, but with God. with God now all over this room all over this room whether you're in the altar or not I want everybody to hear me it is his will that your name is written down 
in glory. If you believe that, I want you to wave a hand at me. You believe it's his will that's your name. And you listen to me. It's his will that your family. Come on, even if they've been gone for the last 20, 30 years out of the church, it is his will that none should perish. And whether it be you or whether it be a family member, that hell has done its very best to take a black marker and take your name out of the book, I'm telling you, hell does not have that authority. I want you to lift your hands with me all over the building. And I want you to pray a revival of a name written in glory. Come on, whether it be for you, whether it be for your children, whether it be for your father or your mother, whether it be for your cousins. receive the Holy Ghost evidence of speaking with other tongues. He can fill you right now with His Spirit whether you're out in one of the pews or whether you're up in the balcony or whether you're right next to the altar. He can fill you. Come on, maybe you're here but you've been away for a little while. He can refill you. Come on, you can speak with other tongues again. Come on, let there be praise. Now, what we're going to do, if you need to be baptized, there's all kinds of people. Brother Lopez, run up here so show that blue lanyard off. Because we're about to pray, they're going to sing, and then whatever happens from there, do whatever. Show them that blue lanyard. There's people all over here with one of those. If you're here and you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, basically, I just got to be honest, anybody around you can tell you. But if they're around you and don't know what to tell you, they'll, they'll bring you right down here. Step up here real quick. We got them everywhere. Blue lanyards. These people right here. They will help you. We'll get you up there. Make sure you understand biblically the need. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. It is, it is the word of God. Don't spend all time rejoicing over that raise. Don't spend too much time this month rejoicing because it's a month we get to eat too much. Don't spend too much time rejoicing. Hey, listen, you should rejoice if the kids are coming home or you're getting to go sit rejoice a little bit. But that's not the greatest thing we rejoice. Even the fact that the devils are subject to thy name. The Lord, I rejoice in that they're subject to thy name. But he told me and he's telling us, don't rejoice more in that. Rejoice in the fact that your name is written down. If you're in this room and you've never received the Holy Ghost and you want to receive His Spirit, you can ask anybody around you or you can find one of these people scattered all through this house. They'll lay hands on you. They are. They're going to lay hands on you and pray for you. And God will fill you with this Spirit. 
Same way he told Nicodemus, except a man be born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now we're doing that, and that's going to happen during this altar call. But here's my assignment for today. My assignment for today is to tell you to pray hell out of your house. I mean like lightning. If he was kicked like lightning out of heaven, then he has no business trying to set up residence in your house or in your marriage or in your children's life. I want everybody in this building to lift up your hands and lift up your voice. And I want you to take authority through the name of Jesus Christ. And because your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, I want you to take some authority in your prayer right now. I want you to begin to pray authority against the works of darkness, against the works of the enemy. And I want you to begin to pray liberty into your home and liberty into your mind, liberty into your marriage, liberty into your... Come on, pray, 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 pray. Satan, get out of my mind. Satan, get out of my life. You don't belong in heaven, and you don't belong in my world either. I've already read your eternal home being the lake of fire. I know that it was created for you and your angels. And you're not dragging me down with you. You're not taking my marriage with you. You're not taking my emotions with you. Come on, somebody needs to feel Satan like lightning fall. You need to know he's leaving your family alone. Get your paws off of my...